You're listening to the Platte River Bard. Hear ye, hear ye. Come one, come all to the Renaissance Festival of Nebraska. May 6th and 7th and May 13th and 14th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Bellevue Berry Farm. Let us now hearken to the goodly Sir Howard Coffin and hear of this fine festival. I'm Howard Coffin, and I'm the producer of the Renaissance Festival of Nebraska. And a lot of people don't know that there's all kinds of behind-the-scenes things that happen with our cast and the people that we work with in ways that you probably wouldn't have any idea that we do. Really, for the most part, our cast, which is different than our performers, our cast, they all have a role and a purpose for being there. If not, they would just be like characters in a parade or, or non-player characters in a game. So each of these different groups have got a specific role to play, like uh, being in a play. Come now and see and walk among the excellence of the village people. One of those groups is our village people. So we have people that walk around in the village and in the lanes and the streets and things. And they come up to the public and they interact, but they have a purpose for being there. If they're a village person and say they're a, uh, I don't know, a, a, a rat catcher or a baker or somebody that you would see in a kind of a fantasy medieval town, they're actually going about business. And part of their business is that they're having a, a festival near their village and they're excited about it, and they see people coming, and so they want to talk to them, and they want to engage, and they want to do their business, uh, which is, uh, if they're a baker, then they're going to be baking more bread, or if they're a candle maker, then they're going to be making more candles in preparation for the festival. And a lot of their conversation is about the excitement of having people come to the village uh, and see them. So... Like I said, um, I don't think a lot of people realize that behind the scenes, these performers actually have a purpose and not just um, one where they're in costume and they're just entertaining the crowds. They have something to do during the course of the day. Witness the magic and fun of the Fae. So a lot of our cast members, um, they have a real purpose other than just being at the festival. They are um, actually playing through a scenario um, in their world as opposed to just being uh, like a non-player character or um, you know somebody that's just passing by in a parade. So the fairies or the fae is a really good example. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that we have a light fae group and we've got a dark fairy group and that these two groups of fairies, while they play together, actually have very specific roles as we go through the two weekends of our festival. We're moving from winter and into springtime around now, so the dark fairies are kind of passing the baton to the light fairies, if you will. And it's not that dark fairies are evil and white fairies are good. There's just, you know, kind of white and kind of black, and there's gray in between them. So the dark fairies represent 
um, you know, maybe winter or darkness or times of lesser growth. And they're passing the baton on to the light fairies where we're beginning to have longer days and springtime and, and flowers and greenery. So they're playing out that kind of scenario while people are, are there at our festival and probably aren't aware, but it gives them purpose to be there as opposed to just being characters at a Renaissance festival. It's very special. Be amazed at the grandeur and magnificence of the Royals. Another group that we have perform is uh, what we call the Royals, and they are like Queen Elizabeth and Sir Dudley, and he's courting her, and those things. From the surface, you can see that that's what's going on. Um, however, what you may not see is that they're actually playing through another whole scenario to give them purpose and reason for being there. So each weekend we have a theme, like our first weekend is Viking magic, the second weekend is uh, uh, Celtic romance. So they're actually playing through those scenarios as they go throughout their daily business. So when we do the, the daily parade that Queen Elizabeth I uh, is usually in the front of, she's also keeping in mind that we're celebrating uh, these Viking days or these Viking people, which actually on timeline doesn't work out, but we're going to try and make it that way. And by doing that, she is very aware that she has visiting dignitaries that are going to be there and she's going to think about how to interact with them and how to visit with them and how to carry on. So they have just so much more to do than just wave and, and pass out favors or give well wishes. They actually have a whole purpose behind their daily activities. Of course, you'll always catch the royals at the second joust, at the 2.30 joust. They'll go to the royal box there and make an appearance and begin that day's joust at 2.30. Marvel at the wonder and beauty of the Fantasticals. There's another group of cast members. We call them the Fantastics, the Fantasticals. Um, this would include everybody who's like, um, oh, we've got some people that are dressed up like um, fawns, uh, people who are dressed up as different creatures and creature characters. And while they look good and they're fun to take pictures with and, and always a great time to interact with, they actually have a purpose uh, while they're out and about uh, carrying on. So the Renaissance Festival is there's a festival going on in a little neighborhood village, if you will, and these Fantasticals are kind of checking it out. They're like, what are these people doing? And, and what's a festival about? And, and, and how, how do we interact with people? Because they're kind of woodland creatures. So during the course of our festival, these creatures will interact with people and try to be learning more about what it is that they're doing and, and where they're from and, and about their uh, way of doing things. So it's just giving them more purpose than just looking good. They have a reason to be there. They have a reason to interact with the people that are coming and also other cast members. So they're super fun. The Fantastics and the Fairy, they usually start our first joust at 12.30. And that's fun too because they'll pass out yay sticks. And I don't know if you've ever seen a yay stick, but they pass out these little sticks that have got ribbons on them so that you can cheer and root for the night of your choice. Always fun, yeah. 
as I talk about all of these groups, you know, our cast members and people that are coming in, it, it really solidifies the fact that it doesn't matter who you are or what you've got going on. This is one of those festivals where you come out and you really get to immerse yourself as yourself and that everybody is welcome and we all have a really good time. Hold good, sir. The Platte River Bar has questions for thee. So, if someone wants to come and experience Renaissance Festival, where would you suggest that they start? Yeah, that's a good one. Well, you know, if you get there and the first thing you want to do is grab a, a bite to eat and some beverages, that's a fine thing to do. Go ahead and get in line, get those things taken care of right away. Because there's a lot of shows and there's a lot of things going on. So grab your grub, go to a stage, catch some of the big shows, because we bring in a lot of regional performers that y you don't see very often. I mean, you know, fire eaters, um, acrobats, lots of pub bands and such. You don't see that very often at a festival. In addition to that, of course, the big show is going to be the joust. We do three equestrian programs a day. And, and I use the term joust loosely because the first one is really a game of, of skill where they show off their abilities while they're on the horse. And then the next one is about maybe some um, battle work where they pull out their sword and they, they fight each other and such. And then the last one, of course, is the big joust where they have the big long lances and they knock each other off of the horses. I don't think a lot of people realize that it's it, it's a real thing. I mean, these are these are stunt people. These are people who do um, you know stunt falls from their horse when they get hit, and it's hard hitting. It's it's crazy stuff. And then in between there, of course, you're going to want to check out all the different shops that we've got with the really unique vendors that we have, and uh, little areas where we have some of our cast members, like the little Mermaid Cove or the Fairy Bower or just some of the areas where we have some of our different characters set up uh, so that they can interact and, and tell you what they've got going on. So if someone has kids and wants to do this as a family event, what kinds of things do you offer for kids? There's a lot of things for kids. And that's one of the really nice things about the Renaissance Festival because um, it is really family-friendly and family-oriented. We're pretty fortunate to be at the Bellevue Berry Farm. So part of the farm, of course, has um, a lot of playground pieces that, that whole families can kind of be in and, and play on. Uh, there's a couple of bounce pillows if you want to do that too. But for the most part, a lot of the shows that we do are specifically geared for families. There's going to be acrobats and fire eaters and, and shows where, you know, it's very appropriate for, for kids and families. Uh, and then the big show with the joust is always one where everybody goes to. So, you know, kids alike. And if maybe you're not going with your kids and you want to make this an outing for you and, and a significant other that's an adult, what would you recommend? Well, I think that if that's something that you're going to do, camp out in one of the areas where you can maybe have an adult beverage and do some people watching. So go to the Pirate's Pub, grab some mead, stay there, watch the characters as they come and go. You're also very close to the Pirate stage if you're there. Or go to the uh, Twisted Vine Wine Hall and grab a glass of wine there. And they have a variety of wines for you to choose from. And then you can stay in that area. And people kind of go by uh, the Twisted Vine Wine Hall Pavilion. And 
that's also right next to the joust. So as the joust happens, that area gets really full and you get to see lots of people there and then it clears out a little bit. So excellent uh, places to do some people watching. And usually this is excellent weather. First two weekends of May. Yeah, we've been really fortunate. We, we've had great weather. It's There have been times where it's been a little warm, it's been a little cold, and uh, we've had some spots of rain, but not like a rain out or anything. Mm-hmm. We did have rain, oh, I think about four or five seasons ago, and we had the best time. First of all, the cast loves the rain, so they'll get out there and play in the mud, which is entertaining and, and great fun. And we all go into vendor tents or one of the uh, restaurant buildings or one of the uh, pubs that we have set up and just have an extra drink and hang out and talk. And we've had musicians that came in and played and performed. So it's always a lot of fun, what, regardless of the weather. And you have a parade that your cast does, and you're also always looking for cast members as well. Yeah, that two very specific things there. The the parade, we do that daily, every every day at 2 o'clock. It's a 2 o'clock parade, which is a great time to see everybody that we've got in our cast, some of the performers that we bring in, and uh, it's a great time to take pictures, not only of them, but you got to stand to the side and take pictures as well. And um, it's usually at that time that people, once they see, you know, the the folks that are in our parade and and everybody that participates, they get a little excited and they're like, hey, then maybe this is something that I would like to do. So we have a cast director and she figures out the roles that we need to have filled. And then we meet with people and see if perhaps uh, they would be a good fit. Yeah. That would be a great thing for a performer that wants to go back to the 1700s, basically, <laughs> and and dress in 1700 clothing and, and mm-hmm. have that persona. You're exactly right. I think we we knocked back to the 1500s, but oh, yes, 15. yeah, 15 yeah. to 1700s, yeah. Wow. What kind of games do you have? Well, there are a few games. There are some games that we bring in, and there are some games that are there at the farm. There's the big archery range uh, that is always set up there. And then we have an axe toss, of course. And sometimes, depending on what we've got going on, we have a tomato toss where you throw, you know, tomatoes at somebody. So it's it's all fun. <laughs> who gets hit by tomatoes? Uh, there's a gentleman who comes in. He's a part of a, a company called Kingdom Games. Really? And it's out of state. They come in town, and he sets it up. He's also a really well-known comedian, and he, he's just very talented about you know, being a little body with the crowd and... and uh, and people throw tomatoes at him. It's really fun and funny. What an idea. Yeah. Well, and this is not necessarily a little operation. Do you want to tell us how many people that you have come every year? Well, we have over 2,500 at least that attend every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, in addition to that, then we have our cast, which is over 80. Our management team, which is um, you know close to 20. Then we have uh, the staff of the festival those people that work like tickets and parking and things like that so that's another 50 and then we've got the folks that do food and beverage and that's another 50 so it just kind of keeps going on and on and on when you start totaling them all up so it's a lot of people so how do you handle all the crowds you know something that's kind of new this year is we're doing um, some new things with parking we will have a paid parking area 
and that's going to be kind of close to um, the entrance where you buy your tickets. And then we'll have free parking. We have a much larger staff now, so the paid parking is going to take care of our uh, enlarged parking staff. And since we are parking out in the in the Berry Farm fields, we will have a shuttle that's going to pick up people at a shuttle stop and make sure that we get them taken care of from the free parking right up to the area where you buy your tickets. Wonderful. And you also have a website. That's right. It's renfestnebraska.com. It talks about um, all of the events that we've got going on, our vendors, different programs that we'll be showing, and you can get your tickets there as well. It's wonderful. Yeah. And if you don't want to buy your tickets at Renfair, but you want to buy them before you get there. Which is always a good idea because the lines can get a little long. And if you want to save yourself some time, just buy online. And then once you get there, of course, we just scan your ticket, pull it up on your phone, and you're good to go. Sounds like fun. I can't wait. Howard, thank you so much for doing this. And thank you for for all that you bring to the arts community. It's going to be fun. Thanks. Thank you. Yep. And before we raise a parting glass this day, let us impart to thee the foremost particulars. The Renaissance Festival of Nebraska. May 6th and 7th and May 13th and 14th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Bellevue Berry Farm. For more info and tickets, go to renfestnebraska.com. Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. See you next time on the Platte River Bard. <laughs>